0: A couple of weeks ago, I was flying out of the airport in Burlington, Vermont, which is a tiny airport, maybe four or five gates. And any plane that lands there has to be tiny as well because it has to fit in through the mountains. So maybe no more than a 40 or 60 um, person plane. My flight was called and I looked at my ticket and it said, Main Cabin B. Okay, So we're all gathered around this gate, and there must have been 15 or 20 of us waiting to board. And sure enough, the lady at the gate said, well, first we welcome the gold group. Now we welcome the silver group. Now we welcome the bronze group. Now we welcome the advantage club group. We're all looking at each other like, Okay, and a few people got on, and you'd think that a small plane, you'd start with the back and come up to the front, but nay, nay, no, we started with all the different clubs. There was one gentleman who clearly did not speak English, and he went up with his ticket, and the lady at the gate said, oh, I'm sorry, you'll have to wait in line behind the main club group because you're just basic. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, you're right, buddy. You're behind me. (laughs) And the second thing I was thinking is, next time, I'm going to be gold. I'm just tired of this. We all have that sense of wanting to be, in Jesus' words, exalted. We want to be the first on board. We want to be seated in the right place at the right time this is our human nature actually it goes probably all the way back to when we were cave people where we wanted to hang out with the strongest and the biggest because that was where our protection was and now we just kind of want to be in the first place it is it is our human nature now i know some of you have made a living with protocol. And I know that some of you have read The Little Green Book and knows who sits where. And that's part of diplomacy. But as Christians, that is what we are not called to be. We are called to be in a round table, if you will. We are called to be all equal. We turn over the tables. It's part of who we are. So Jesus is invited to this dinner table with the Pharisees. And he sits back, and we don't know where actually he was seated, or actually, back then, they lay down. But he watches everybody sort of sit back and try to figure out where they're supposed to be. And it's this kind of jockeying, who's in the front, who's in the back, And you can just envision these poor people who are getting up from their beds, and then they're moving this way, and it's like musical beds, not musical chairs, because somebody else comes in, and they're sort of higher rank, and so you're now lower rank. And it's this sort of melee of of who's first, and who's second, and who's gold, who's silver, or whatever. So Jesus sort of facetiously said, you know what, and quoting Proverbs, Why don't you, when you first come in, why don't you sit at the back, or lay at the back, and so the host will turn to you and say, oh, we'll move up a little bit more. Yes, it's like getting a first-class upgrade at the gate. You just kind of keep moving up. And yet, to be exalted, as he said, is not really what he was thinking of. Jesus' whole ministry was to level the playing field, if you will. He talked a lot, especially in the Gospel of Luke, that we should include the poor, and the blind, and the lame, and the crippled. Primarily because our natural instinct is not to. We're with a strong caveman. But for all of us, we are to welcome everyone in the original of the round table. So the exalted and the less exalted really should not be part of our vocabulary, but we are all equal and we are all welcome. In the Gospel of Luke, every time that Jesus sits down at a table, pay attention because there is something very important that is said by Jesus, such as the Last Supper. We are all equal. And yet it has this feeling of being in junior high school at the cafeteria, where you, you walk out of the cafeteria with your, with your tray and you're thinking, oh my God, where am I gonna sit? And you look over and the cool kids, there's not a seat left at their table. And then you have the jocks, and then you have the geeks, and then you have everybody else, and you're thinking, where am I gonna sit? Who's got a seat? Do I sit here, do I sit there? Or do I just sit by myself? It's that sense of up, down, all around. When I was in high school, I had gone to this high school with a very close friend of mine, and we had been best buddies in elementary school. But I noticed that when came lunch, she was always sitting with the cool kids. She had somehow or another worked their way in, and every time I came out, there didn't seem to be a seat next to my friend Mary. And she was laughing, and so I'd not sit with the cool kids. About two years ago, we were both at the same reunion for this high school, and Mary turned to me and she said, you know, you deeply hurt me. And I'm like, why, how? And she said, because you never sat with me at lunch again. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, here I was thinking she was with the cool kids and I wasn't cool enough to sit with her, and yet... I had hurt her feelings because I didn't think I was cool enough to sit with her. Isn't it amazing what you hang on for 40 years with? (laughs) So, in the round table, as we sit, as God calls us to this table, know that we are all invited Don't be distracted with who is up, or like I was, who is less cool. Because being distracted means that you are not focusing on God. And when we are right with God, we are paying attention to that and not who's in the front pew, who's in pew number 54, who is wherever. We are paying attention to worshiping God. And when you see each other, you say, I see God in you. I don't see, I see the chairman of the board or whomever. I see you, and I see you. We are all equal in this revolving table. I just traveled down from a church on the campus of Dartmouth College. And one Sunday, I was preaching Um, And I I, I was preaching about cliff notes, I have to to admit. And and I said, well, I know this is probably anathema to those of you who are professors out there. And during the piece, after the sermon, this man, professor, came up to me and he said, well, actually, there are eight professors in this congregation. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you counted? (laughs) And then at the end of the service, he comes to shake my hand and he said, well, I was wrong. There are two instructors, five professors, and two deans. (laughs) I can say that here because he's back in Hanover, but clearly, (laughs) clearly he was counting who was who while I was sitting here preaching. Know this. When Rob raises up the patent and the chalice and says, the gifts of God for the people of God, know that we are all given a seat at this table. Don't sit down at the bottom. Don't sit up at the top. Know that, even though this happens to be a rectangular table, it is a round table. We are all equal. My friends like... Laugh the fact that they think I wanted to be ordained so I got a good seat. (laughs) Especially at Christmas and Easter. But nay, one of the most important things I had to do when I got here was figure out where my seat was. It's no better, no worse than yours. We are all equal here in this church. And we are called to that radicalness, believe it or not, In this church, as Christians, we are radicals because we don't see each other as our rank, but we see each other as God's children. We are all beloved. We are all worthy of that seat at the table. We are all of gold standard.